Okay. Rock and roll. Kia ora, everybody. What's up? It is Rebecca, and I am joined by flipping a weapon of weapons, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Ross, all the way from Hawea, New Zealand. You, <laughs> the Hawea Mafia is in the house. How are you, mate? Great. Thank you. How are you? Oh, rocket, rocking and rolling in the in, in the big wide world. Um, appreciate appreciate the the time. I know you're a um, busy man, keeping it rural. How's isolation? It's probably not too not too different for you. <laughs> Well, the good thing about being in a farming bubble is uh, you're kind of always in that same bubble. So not much has changed on the farm, really, um, so, other than a hell of a lot more phone calls to Auckland, I think. I was I was gonna gonna say, what's the um the, the level of intensity from the from your from your bandwidth and cell phone calls over these last couple of weeks been? Uh, it's been pretty high, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. When you when yeah, look, we as you. You probably know we've got um, a bunch of bars and restaurants in Auckland, so we've obviously had to close them um, pretty quickly. So that that's taken a, a heap of time. The um, man, hospitality overnight, eh? Jingle bells. I've never. Has there ever been a contingency plan where you even thought something like this would be possible? Recession, I guess. Understand depression potentially, but pandemic, virus, medical, national shutdown, it's probably not usually on the, the board papers for an upcoming session, I'm sure. No, no, <laughs> no it, it doesn't make the uh, usual kind of risk um, kind of register. Pandemic, I haven't seen that on there. No, you're right. Yeah, it's a funky one, eh? The, um, so for at the moment now, you, the, the the role, you're currently executive chairman of um, Mo, MOA, um, when do, when do you come on? What how's the team doing? Where's everyone located logistically? Is it all all Auckland place? How's the how's the team navigated through this um, this last couple of weeks? Uh, they've navigated it pretty bloody well. So about two thirds of the business is um, hospitality, bars and restaurants in Auckland. So that's like NSP, Ostro, Azabu, the fish market, Abisu. Um, that's around two-thirds of the business. That's had to close pretty quickly. We were actually gearing up. You know, we knew something was coming for sure, as did everyone. But um, we were gearing up to do what a bunch of restaurants in the U.S. were doing, which is takeout from the from the street, really. So you could do a drive-by Ostro or a drive-by NSP. Um, in fact, what uh, they've done in California is they waived that um, – liquor license rule where you can't take a bottle of wine home with you from a restaurant. So you could drive by your favourite restaurant. The chef was there out with the barbecue, you know, doing a different menu for sure, but you could um, pick up, still pick up uh, a nice meal and a bottle of wine and head home with it. That's where we thought it was heading. But it, it obviously um, moved much quicker and um, we shut down pretty quick um, within, like we shut down within 12 hours really. Um, locked the doors. Got all that. Got all the perishables. Gave them to the staff, and um, you know now we're just like a lot of people watching and waiting. And then on the on the beer side, that's actually been going pretty pretty well. Even though we've lost liquor stores and other bars and restaurants, uh, groceries still functioning. So and and pretty strong. So that's going okay. The the need for some cul-de-sac safe distancing social distancing beers is 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 rising i can i can tell from the amount of chats and banter that i've been been involved with it's it's yeah. such an interesting just talking about today you know when when a nation when a world stops everything just it's it's like a i don't have you ever seen anything like this ever probably ne no, never pause never 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 a global stop right 
No, no, mm. I don't. I don't think any have. You know, like well, a lot of people see this, but it does feel like you wake up, you feel like you're in a movie set. It feels quite surreal. Yeah. At, at time. Um, and you you oscillate from thinking about your own little bubble um, to very global thoughts. You know, one minute you're thinking, how is this going to affect the the world at a house level? You know, because we haven't got a cure. It's unlikely to have a cure for a little while, even though we might have levelling off of cases. That, that's kind of push, kicking it down the road a bit, isn't it, really? We haven't actually solved the issue. We've just kind of levelled it and pushed it out a bit. So one minute you're thinking about that to the next minute you're thinking about, Shit, when I when can I go to the pub with my mates again? You know, yeah. so you go from big thoughts to little thoughts in a quick period of time. Yeah, the the speed of everything, like every day, something. So it's all it's almost like everyone's emotions at a national level have become amused to the bumps of all of it because it's just been so much weight so fast. Like the first shocks were like ah ah, and then it feels like every day it's like okay, cool, this is yep, okay. Yeah, of course that's happened. Yeah, yep, okay, yep, okay. Um, from a, a leadership perspective you've seen what are you telling the leaders of these the 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 gms the managers the, the 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 people who are running all these stuff how are you they're obviously at the front line dealing with all the different employees and the and the, the just everything going on how have you what have you been communicating with them the most what's your priorities been in terms of when you're talking to people that are about to have a whole bunch of tough conversations and and life's about to get pretty pretty tricky how how do you lead from the front like that what's your buzz well um Look, I, I probably say it's pretty day by day, to be honest. It's um, because there's been so new. So it's tackling each of the challenges that are upon you, whether it's quickly closing your restaurants or whether it's dealing with a supply chain, getting beer to a supermarket um, and the old supply chain doesn't work any longer. Um, so it's just trying to get everyone to confidently solve those issues as they arise. Um yeah, look, we're trying to give people confidence, you know, and and I guess we're doing that by saying, you know, we're in we're in largely a sociability industry, whether it be hang, being have a few beers at home with your mates or going with friends with friends and family to a restaurant. So what we're saying is that as a human behaviour is unlikely to ever go away. You know, humans are typically quite social beings. We've wanted to be with other humans for centuries and centuries that's how we like to exist so the short term's a little bit rocky but medium and long term we're still social creatures and we're going to want to hang out and do stuff with our friends and family so that's not going to ever take the the need away from wanting to go and have a meal with someone or see some sport or have a few drinks with friends so we're trying to just remind everyone of of that human human trait i guess what have you what have you learned about human behavior that you wouldn't have thought about a month ago i think we're probably a little bit more adaptable than we thought we were really it's the whole thing's happened pretty quickly um yeah you'd have to you'd have to say certainly from a new zealander's perspective we've we've responded i hope emotionally pretty well you know like um largely everyone has stayed at home everyone has respected the rules there there's sure i'm sure we're all dealing with anxiety at a 
at a kind of a local level and in our bubble and particularly those families who have got cases of COVID. But I, I think the calmness really that we've kind of, you know, if you look at movies on the eve of a zombie apocalypse, there's a hell of a lot of panic. Um, in actual fact, we haven't exhibited that panic yet. Yeah. It's been pretty impressive in some way. And probably to your point before, Jess, about the, the, the connectiveness of humans, it just, it, it, it validates that like DNA instinctual primal, like need for, for real human connection. You know, and yes, the virtual is connected a bunch more and there's a bit more depth or whatever. But I think yeah. what human, yeah. what it feels like humans are craving is hugs, high fives, eye contact, sit down, yeah, yeah. you know, just that, yeah. that, yeah. It, which in, in, a, in a weird way, it kind of gets you pretty stoked about, yeah, you can have, you know, flipping rockets and cell phones and 5G and all this crazy gnarly tech shit or the the, the newest yeah. easies or whatever and then and then no one's thinking about the latest easies that are popping up everyone's like man i want to go see flipping day for a beer i want to go have the wine with the girls i want to you know and it's just so in a, in a weird way it, it kind of maybe has put a different filter on what a lot of people potentially have thought about um being important and one of the things i've been thinking about is i'm wondering if there's going to be this big shift talking about you know from consumerism to potentially minim minimalism and, and a bit more depth in the relationships and just questioning yeah. a lot more of those things instead of just sitting there like sponges just consuming whatever it is and, and just going scroll 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 that's what i need 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 actually a, a chance to yeah. pause take a breath and 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 maybe like reset and reimagine what the world potentially could be do you, do you kind of feel the same way a little bit yeah you do you do wonder if at a kind of a you know at a, a mega high level where we're being kind of taught a wee lesson here Whoa. um okay go on go on yeah. um <laughs> we're being taught you know you, like what are the what are the winners out of this if there are any well one of the winners is the environment you know we're we're not driving as many cars not flying as many planes not firing up the factories that don't potentially need to be fired up so th the environment's got to be better off for a short time at least um are families better off you know are we spending more time together are we doing things like baking a cake together. I see baking has gone through the roof. Um, are we spending more time around the dinner table? Are we playing games together? So is that is that a winner out of this? Um, and then if so, are we learning to be better communicators? Uh, mm. That could, those potentially could be, could be winners. Um, I think there's, there's obviously some clear potential dangers out of this i think there is for small and businesses and entrepreneurialism maybe we'll get to that soon you know that's that's and in a time of cautiousness people tend to retreat to their old conservative ways and not try new stuff and when consumers uh, or entrepreneurs are in an environment where new stuff's not being tried that's not a good environment for creating new businesses and if that's if we're not creating new businesses then that's not good for the economy so it's un you know there's less likelihood of the next zero or the next all birds or the next mons royale you're if you're a hardware boy um you know some of those kind of new brands there's going to be a little bit of cautiousness about around creating new brands i think which would be a loss out of all of this yeah it's interesting because you wonder the mindset of certain leaders i know 
a, a bunch of a couple of CEOs I've talked to, you know, they're saying, you know, the strategy hasn't changed. It's just amplified the speed of implementation from new innovation that could potentially come into into the business. And we can be more brave with this forward thinking, blah, blah. But I can I see the angle if you're starting out and it's hesitant. It's like, would you be thinking, you know, do I leave that nine to five to now go jump when no one else, a whole bunch of other people are potentially unemployed? Do you, it's those, that next yeah. layer of optics, yeah. which probably brings it, it's a, it's a great segue into the, the yeah. mindset of, I guess, entrepreneurship yeah. and stuff. If you were a 22-year-old now, you've just come out of university, you've just finished off, and then now you're yeah. looking at this new world, how would you see the world through their eyes and what do you think their priorities should be that potentially weren't like that before? Look, if you had a bar, I'm, I'm going to contradict myself. Six months ago, I would have told a 22, two-year-old who's exiting university to go out and start your own thing you know give it a shot now you don't need to get a few years under your belt at a bigger corporate um however if it was if it was my son right now the certainty and and this is the danger we're going into the certainty of a big well-known organization who's already kind of got the pipe built to market and already got a, a service or a product being being delivered to market you know, there's safety in that and security in that. And I probably I probably would say start there for a while before you become that entrepreneur. To learn the to learn the big system, get the steady paycheck, yeah. know there's enough cash flow coming yeah. in. Yeah. But uh I don't know that that's necessarily good for the economy. In fact, I'm sure it's not. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you, so maybe people at the top are going to be brave to tr try because if they've already made these, you know, quantum leaps into to embracing technology and efficiencies to keep their businesses operating, even if it's a publicly listed company with billions of dollars, or there, isn't that weird? It might actually flip. The cruise ships will start going fast, and then the the young startups might freak out and go slow. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Shit, I've never thought of that. It's a great insight, Jeff. I get that. Huh. So what maybe, well, maybe, yeah, maybe the point. So, because the big ones have, have had to adapt really yeah. quickly, Flips. but because of um, mega pressure, mm. uh, the the question will be: Can they keep that agility where, as we come out of this? To, to maintain it, so they're on they're on this new mm. set of you know cloud train tracks. Can they build a fast enough you know a new new locomotive to go on top of it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so obviously before um, before the mower, mower life and the, the farm life, you did the 42 thing, blew it up, cranked it out. You were that, that I guess, young startup that, that went and did, did the big stuff. If you were to do that journey again now, would you try and do it faster or slower so you could enjoy wow. the faster? Why? Certainly at that time, you know, we, we had a, got a lot of good things going for us with our timing. Um, spirits was on the rise. New Zealand's identity as a beverage producer was on the rise. Um, and I think if we, yeah, one of my regrets is uh, through that time, which is which in retrospect was still relatively quick, but it's just we were on a bloody good, we had a bloody good tailwind and I wish we'd gone harder, faster, sooner. How so? More investment up front, bigger international distribution, gnarly on the marketing, push on the sales. What was the bit that would have cranked yeah, you up? Probably all, probably all those things, you know. And you know, so we were pretty audacious. We listed on the stock exchange when we were, were tiny and loss making, um, so we did go pretty hard. But you know, if you look at some of those tech companies now, or the Allbirds and the scale in which, or the, the speed in which they scale up, 
you know, I do wonder if we had it rather than raising 15 million, what if we'd raised 150 million? Yeah. What if, what if you know, I, I think we could have, could have, you know, we had something going, we could have made it bigger, I reckon. Mm. So as hindsight, it's good, but most of the time people are looking back at the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, yeah. and they don't have those zeros yeah. in the bank because when you you got you got the dub, life's, life's not that bad. But I, I, I see what you're saying because then it's like the, the strategic things you think about. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Eh? You yeah. still have the win, but but still, you know, maybe it's just the, the leader or the entrepreneur or whatever. You can see the gaps. Eh? You're like, ah, if I just would have done this little piece, it's like, you know, watching back a game of chess, which you, 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 you're yeah. playing and, and looking yeah. at the different moves. Yeah, and it is. And we were young and new to that whole world. Um, so you, you don't sometimes learn these things till a little while after. But yeah, mm. that is the that is the, the view. When you um, the big thing with the brand, and maybe it's a nice sort of um, piece into it, is export was a huge part of it. You're talking about the brand of New Zealand to the world. When you look at what this Corona means for New Zealand now, when you see the way the world sees New Zealand after this. Do you think those views have changed or do you think like, what do you think the energy of for a global appetite for brand New Zealand is going to be after this hesitant, cautious, double down escapism, you know, where's, where's your take on that? I, I don't think it's going to change much because this thing is such a global thing. It's affected everyone. You know, everyone has their views, but I re I reckon we should have acted harder sooner actually harder, faster, oh. sooner on, on this issue as a country. Um, look, I see things are levelling off a little now, but, you know, I thought a bold move was the Marshall Islands who closed their border months before we even considered closing ours. They closed their borders because um, they just had no hospital system. But from what I understand, they've kept it out completely. So, you know, there's sometimes, there's well, there's very often advantages being too small you know, small islands, the bottom of the world, but um, this could have been one of them. Um, and I was surprised, you know, the first two cases in New Zealand was someone coming back from Northern Italy, someone coming in from Iran. And I had friends coming through customs at that very same time from overseas and no one was being checked. Um, and so it was like, it was hardly a surprise that our first two cases were from Northern Italy and Iran. Those people travel with documents and passports. Why on earth we didn't implement proper border questioning and you know filters early on i i don't know mm. yeah the all the stats and everything it's it's clearly we're we're doing better than a lot of others but then it's always that balance of if you go too early do you do you potentially risk uprising because everyone feels trapped and then you go too late and a bunch of people die and you're like stuff you you could this could have been stopped yeah yeah, yeah. is, it, is this yeah. why you'll never run for prime minister mate <laughs> <laughs> No, I never run for prime minister because I'd hate to be a politician. I feel for them. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, uh, we've got a few questions. Uh, the bro, oh, Joe Murdy. Shot Jeff, hope you're keeping well over there at Lake Highway Station. Shot Joe. Joe, good bastard. <laughs> and then Alvin says, What's Jeff doing to keep busy? Alvin, have you not been listening? He's, on the, he's the executive chairman of the board of MOA. He's got like 50 different things going on. What the fuck? Uh, Alvin, I did have a wee bit of escapism today. I went to the wool shed, wool shed and we trimmed a lot of uh, sheep's feet. Cool. So we've been, <laughs> we've been having the old clippers out all day. How many? How much sheep do you have? How big is the station? Um, the station's a little over uh, six thousand hectares, and we've got seven thousand <laughs> sheep. We did five hundred. We trimmed five hundred hoggets today. We 
had them upside down and it was quite fun in there. You know, we had the, the, the music going and a bit of banter, you get to it. So you got what, like little Bluetooth in, like Auckland's ringing up, Jeff, help us, it's turn to shit. Hey, you're like, oh, mate, yeah, no, you'll be right, mate, yeah, fuck, just hold up a second. No, um, we've, we've, look, the, the team is pretty big and pretty senior, and um, we've all been working pretty hard. So this is just a few hours of uh, escapism yeah. amongst the sheep. I, I get it. Um, Nick Rather, bro, uh, hey, Rebecca, please say thanks to Jeff and co for writing a wonderful book. Thank you for writing it. For someone overseas, uh, for someone overseas the business, it was uh, it was successfully a good read. Loved all the guerrilla tactics. Shot, Nick? Yeah, actually, well, I have to credit my wife for writing that book because I could have never written a book. I wouldn't, I would have lasted kind of an hour behind a laptop writing it. But she did that, which was, which I think she did a great job of. But I think it's a really cool little legacy uh, for all the bloody talented people who were part of 42 Below. So we can all look back and remind ourselves of um, a few of the things that went on. If you were 15 writing, writing a book of what you f- thought your future would be, what would that book be? <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't have well. Yeah, if I was at, at the age of fifteen, what if I was writing a book or writing a book now as a fifteen-year-old? Uh, if you were then writing a book of what you thought it would be, right? It, it would have been a lot simpler than vodka, beer, and restaurants and skincare and candles. It would have probably probably just been farming, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It would probably have two chapters about farming, a little simpler. Oh, the bro Mike Mullins in the mix. Every bus says no, Jeff Ross. One of the best business books I've read. Thanks. Shot Mike. There you go, mate. Um, Gareth Hughes. Hey, G. Hey, there he is. I know. <laughs> Listen yeah. to the old boss as I plug away here at a factory with some thought provoking insights. Looking forward to the that hunt and hardware very soon, mate. I heard this guy's the sales yeah. weapon of death. I've got I've been told about this guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, I see that new picture, Gareth. That's pretty staunch, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sun's out guns out, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy Phillips, you're, you're on, you go what? Uh, Gareth, you're on, mate. Come down for a hunt. There you go. Uh, Sammy Phillips, oh, what's up, Sammy? Uh, do you think there needs to be an industry wide initiative to get people out in hospo venues? Oh, good call. Well, tourism, yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah, we, we do need to look. I mean, the first, I think before we get too excited and, and kind of plan life after this, I think we, we got to plan to beat it and and get through it well which we're kind of doing okay albeit we we could have locked down a little sooner i reckon but but this is still a bloody serious thing so i i sense a little bit of a shift in new zealand's view you know we had lower cases today i think we're we're already already getting excited about going to the pub this friday but um i think we just have to tie ho a little bit and say let's kind of beat this thing and knock it down because it is a bloody serious thing before we get too excited about dancing in the streets just yet yeah the um it's interesting we're obviously now in a in a global world that's connected everywhere you know a bunch of people running around auckland and the, the bigger cities and you're you know quaint little highway next to wanaka the middle middle down south in the southern lakes how does your does has your view on on global business changed that you're not living in a big city how's your headspace around Ooh, good question um i'm fearful at, i hope not I don't think it has, but I'm fearful it might. Yeah. Mm. I, I tell you what I'm worried about is that I won't be able to travel for a while. You know, every time uh, I used to go overseas, I felt my head get a little bigger um, in, in a good way, a little broader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your head, uh, your ego gets smaller, but your ideas get bigger, I think, when you travel. Um, 
yeah, I'm worried uh, accessing that stimulus that you get when you visit a city like London or New York is is going to be harder to to reach. Yeah, I know. You mean it's? I remember when I was younger, someone tried to explain um, uh, Sydney. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's LA for beginners," and then you went to LA, and it's like, "Oh yeah, it's New York for beginners," and then you go to New York, and it's like it's the hustle bustle. There's always different energies that when yeah. you're physically there it changes your thinking because you you visually see everything the say the, the sights the sounds the people the architecture the the colors that you see everything it, it's um yeah th- i guess i i like to learn and i'm very observant i like to you know see th- everything and, and take it all in those little snippets give you these new sort of ideas so yeah you wonder if you if you stay in that bubble would you still be as potentially as creative or have those different things if you don't have the real see it feel it touch it of the real world right it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie says, "How does the current situation impact consumer behaviours when engaging with hospitality moving forward?" Oh, mate, you're getting some tough ones. Jeez, I was just talking about whiskey, but yeah, go on, go for it. <laughs> Good question. I think it'll remind us how much how important actually hospitality is for us. Um, I think we're all starting to crave a little bit of it. Um, but I think as we step into it again, look, I'd imagine there'll be social distancing. You know, I don't think we'll all be in the mosh pit or kind of uh, knee deep at the bar on Friday night. I think um, there'll, there'll be kind of arms reach hospitality for a little while um, as uh, we step back into it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's almost a, that's new opportunity because if you think of physical distancing in public, what are the new commercial things that would exist within all those yeah. pieces, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I thought before we leapt from level two to four quite quickly. I thought the mid the the level was going to be something like that, mm. or at least take food. We were gearing up to get the chefs out front, get the barbecues on. You could drive by and you know pick yeah. up stuff on the way home and a bottle of wine with it, and you know you kind of not physically in a venue or at a restaurant, but you're still you know taking it with you. Now that that idea though, did that come after as the byproduct after knowing what was potentially going to happen with the business and thinking how to de-risk it to still have products in the market, mm. or was yeah, so that yeah. wasn't part of this? It was like, hey, let's open these outdoor things for a different revenue stream. Yeah, was, when we yeah. were coming, our, our, we were going to slim down the menus, make kind of menus that are take-home friendly. You know, easy to put something on the on the back seat of the car. Um, that's where we were going. That's uh, we didn't quite um, anticipate the abruptness of the shutdown that, that actually happened. Um, as, a, as a New Zealand, I'm glad we did that. But from a business point of view, that, that came pretty quick. Mm. So if you're in hospital right now or one of these other small businesses, say if, you, if you're in a industry which has shut its doors in the last three weeks and yeah. you are, you know, using this time to, I've been talking about, um, you know, resetting, reimagining this potential new future of what it can look like commercially for New Zealand and personally, professionally, whatever, how? What advice would you give them when it comes to reimagining that new world of, of you know, I guess, you know, after Corona 2.0 with what their business model, the strategies, how they think about their business? They're using this time to think and strategize right now. What advice would you give those crew? Um, well, probably similar advice to any type of startup, really. Uh, you know, look at, I think, you know, look at it completely with fresh eyes um, be prepared to start small um, there'll be a whole lot of uncertainty you know can you fill your 
um, restaurant for lunch on a Monday? You know, pr- probably not. Um, but can you get a couple of people in the bar on a Friday night? Probably can. So you're going to have to start cherry picking some key events and just start simply and small, try some new stuff, maybe get the chef on the barbecue out front. Um, you know, that type of stuff is, mm. is going to be the entree back into this, I reckon. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of kind of creative marketing opportunities at each different step as we go from four back down to to zero because yeah. at each thing there's going to be new opportunities and with that is, um, you know, obviously new, new distancing or different laws. So, uh, you know, creatively, I'm thinking there's all sorts of people about, okay, you know, how do we, how do we re-engineer, you know, like, having a beer with your mates, do we have like a the six pack and it's got a, a, a extendable ruler at the bottom that goes out to six feet and then you it goes around a circle, you can sit there on the table, you know, just all these, there's going to be so many like funky, cool brand things which come out of this, I'm pretty sure when it goes to yeah, yeah. getting back into it, which which is almost going to be a cool new wave of creativity to come to the forefront. I think it's kind of cool. It will be, but you know what surprised me a little bit and a mate sent me a link today is that we're not tracking and understanding this virus that well through technology, are we? Like when there's a case, it seems like someone's calling someone and someone's trying to track someone down on the phone and, Mm. you know, someone's trying to call someone they don't have a number for, whereas the old mobile phone that we've, you know, we've all got, um, you know, from from years ago, um, advertisers were giving an alert as you walk past the, the jeans shop that there's a, you know, there's something on special you know, in your size or whatever, you know, there's there's so much information and through social networks, we can connect people quickly. I see in Singapore, they've got an app where they can, you can be traced through your phone. So if you come and if someone's contacted the virus, that person's phone movements can be tracked and pretty quickly, all the people I've come into contact with can be alerted, like within minutes, not mm. within days and weeks, you know. So I don't know why... There's not a simple app for that traceability here. It would be, you know, it'd be an opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah, Carmen from Philosophy was talking about a similar thing of the data sets are available, being able to like genuinely connect in real time. So many different um, people with services like in real time using technology would be, yeah, it's actually an interesting other point. Probably brings into that next wave of healthcare apps and and products and services because all these different problems which are popping out of it, there's not enough time for these things to be built um, on the spot out of these things it still, still takes dev time on the rest of it so probably simultaneously there's probably yeah, going to yeah. be a huge wave in, in, in health tech and you know all sorts of stuff that's going to pop from it yeah when, yeah exactly um, yeah there's I mean there's one in uh, Singapore built already so I don't know why mm. we can't just kind of borrow a bit of that I'm just trying to figure out what it's called but it's, it's pretty simple white label it across yeah I mean especially if it's there yeah. I was going to ask you the um, the mentality that you had the mindset around um leading a business that had some had some obviously some success doing your different bits and pieces now the the resiliency is clearly a thing at the front of mind to 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 approach it how would you describe the best way for people to have their where should their minds be at for this next three to six months if you're a business owner in new zealand Yeah, I think try and look at new ways of doing things. I know in beverage, what's kind of exciting, and, and it hasn't happened for decades, is this home delivery thing for beer. Like beer is still largely picked up at the liquor store and, and whatnot, yet we're becoming creatures of convenience. So the the beer industry seems to be lagging behind on that one. So, you know, we're now selling online. So 
why wouldn't that be a bigger part of our distribution channel going forward? You know, so hmm. use these little things we've had to adapt to to actually be a bigger part of our business. You know, that whole necessity is the mother of invention. That's kind of that. Use some of the inventions we've we've had to come up with. Yeah, I'm really hoping that at at the end of this, they, you know, do a whole bunch of different um, kind of shared workspace collectives, but around similar problems that New Zealand had and having all the minds in the same room, not having a thousand different people going off, starting a thousand different things without communicating with each other. So there's this like fragmented alignment bullshit opposed to like, okay, no, we're doing a, a health tech hub around future stuff to make New Zealand more resilient, go. We're doing this, you know, and have these, I think there's a huge opportunity around, you know, the problems we've had, government wanting to solve it faster, um, additional investment capital that potentially comes into it, um, glued with crazy smart young weapons that exist in New Zealand that are young bucks on the come up in the tech ecosystem to actually build these things out. I just would hate everyone to just silo back out and get into these little pockety, yeah. oh, I'm doing like an Airbnb for a flipping stuff that. Like I just kind of, I almost need a, I want a hammer just to come on top and be like, all right, team, you know, we're doing a flipping, not the Corona collab workspace, but just, I, th I think there's a massive opportunity there around the commercialization of products and services that can come out of the problems that which we've had exactly to your point around the phone calls and this and that. Yeah, yeah. And surely they've got to do that. Maybe Callahan will do it. I don't surely. know. Yeah. See, that's my fear. I think I mentioned earlier on that people, in times of uncertainty, people retreat to the certain. Um, and that's not the place where new cool shit that it comes from, you know, new no. cool shit comes from a place where people can really chance their arm um and people need freedom to be able to do that and and you know an environment where it's it's worth having a good crack you know and my fear is we're going to be in this area of conservatism where people are going to be too scared to have a good crack at new shit mm. so f finally before you bow i know you're busy got to get to your seven thousand sheep <laughs> is it seven thousand yeah <laughs> Jeez, you can come down. We're gonna trim. We're gonna trim about. Uh, we're gonna do all the reviews next week. We can do five hundred a day, and so oh. we got a we got a week. Of, uh, what's on the playlist in the, in the shed? Like, what's oh. Jeff Ross rocking? What are you? What are you bumping? We, we all <laughs> yeah, we all have turned from. My my son has probably the best playlist. He's got all the new stuff, which is actually quite cool. I kind of I get get a bit of uh, Luke. Bryant and Luke Combs, a bit of country going seems to kind of work in the in the wool shed. I get it. I get it. Uh, I think our, our playlist might be just a little bit different. <laughs> um, when you look to, to the future of what I've been thinking about this idea of like PCAC of like pre-corona after corona right. how business was done mm. how business can be done yeah, yeah. like like you know the timestamp yeah. of, of it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment right it's everything's changed going mm. you know offline to online all these different things when you see the new world of, of, of AC for New Zealand, what do you think that that could be if we were all brave enough? Well, I think we're going to have to be, and I hope we will be smarter exporters, which we've been trying to do for a while. But the this our biggest earner is tourism. And unfortunately, that's going to be the slowest one to turn back on. Uh, unless, however, um, we do some really interesting invention and there's talk of you know covid passports and things like that uh, you know and unless and someone said this to me the other day we create a way where we make it safe as, as a country we're, we're the greatest travelers on earth so let's 
show the world how to keep doing that in a post-COVID world. That'd be that'd be a great outcome. Um, but look, a lot of people have been banging this drum. All those things because those cogs are still largely, largely in most cases, turning. So we'll just rely on that. niche certainly in the products here is so many opportunities for export mm. mate appreciate your time brother it's absolutely mega and before, before we go how shit was dion as an employee he was shit hey eh? he was he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, i can't I, he was actually quite good he's one of the great marketers I shouldn't say that now. No, no, I don't. You, sorry, mate, you, you're cutting out, Jeff. You're, cut, you're cutting out. I'm sorry, you're cutting out. <laughs> hey, I appreciate your time, bro. Um, hi to the gang down there, and then um, see you, see you went down the mix. And um, congrats again on all your all your um, all the hustle, what a flipping journey, man. And obviously, a lot, a lot of people appreciate your time and the stuff that you've done. So good on you, bro. And it's um, it's it's rad to have you spend your um, spend your time just quickly here today. So shot, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. You too. Thanks. Hi, bro. Talk you soon. Too. Later, bro. Straight boss dogging the bro flipping Jeff Ross throwing hammers. Uh, very cool. People make, making a lot of effort to to get out of their busy schedules. Um, obviously, everyone is pretty tapped right now, especially with all the different boards and CEOs and executives, chairman, shed, and everything they've got going on. Really, really cool. Amazing day. I um, hope you've uh, learned a lot. Um, as I've been saying since day one, this is just super, very simple for me. It is. New Zealand is having a flipping moment that's quite gnarly. There's a lot of moving parts. Every single part of every single ecosystem is being um, affected. Jobs, money, medical, financial, community, absolutely everything. Sport all the way through to, to export and absolutely everything. So um, it's been awesome that everyone's been lots of learnings and it's it's funny regardless what industry or vertical you're in, there's so much different crossovers around what people are taking around leadership, mindset, approach strategy communication staff team um, and i'm hoping you learn just as much as i am so um big ups to all our guests today um man stacked stacked day uh tomorrow we've got um another uh, bro in the mix arcana luke from bnz hard the food chain they're running all of small business enterprise um and and the rest of it um i am on lockdown i've got seven hours of judging that's happening uh, all day tomorrow for the uh, New Zealand High Tech Awards, which I'm really, ex really excited for. Um, and then I'll be uh, on later uh, with uh, with Kana. So appreciate the day, everyone. Finish the whiskey. Ah. Uh, uh. Adios. Deuces.